today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Let's focus on, well, we've talked about the economy for so long now and about economic issues, and we know about inflation. God knows we all know about inflation now. Uh, but there were other things, supply chain. That's another phrase that we probably weren't using two years ago, and we are all familiar with that now. But labor shortages, and, and that's happening. It's a reality in this country. And, and we've heard from small businesses, large businesses, saying we just can't get enough qualified people to fill the positions that we need. And, and I know we've talked about increasing uh, immigration back to the levels that were for, maybe actually even increasing them. And that's good. That's part of their solution. But there's one part of the solution that a lot of businesses are not overlooking. And it, it's got to be discussed. And of course, uh, that's a, a certain part of the workforce uh, that could be part of that solution. Joining us to talk about this is Ingrid Mushka, who is the Director of Special Projects and Innovation with the Ontario Disability Employment Network. Uh, Ingrid, a pleasure to have you back in the program. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, Bill. Thank you for having me back. Let's talk a little bit about this. And, and as you present this, as I just mentioned in, in my preamble here, uh, we're talking about we need to fill positions. Uh, there are very capable, very talented people uh, with disabilities that, that need to be included in this discussion, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and it's great that you're highlighting the fact that this is a demographic, this is a part of our population that is not being invited to the table, if we can say it that way, when it comes to conversations about how do we increase labor, uh, access to labor, in particularly um, when we're talking about diversifying our workforce, people who have a disability is part of a conversation that they're not usually part of that conversation on how do you diversify your workforce. And well, so today, and, and, you know, just I was just going to say that today, uh, October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. So our conversation is very timely. Well, and, and those who don't look at this as a possible uh, solution are, are doing that at their own peril. I mean, there are talented people that are ready to work here and, and talented people that are, are capable of work and qualified to work in many of these key positions. Absolutely. We continue, you know... Conversations continue about diversification of the workforce. We continue to have uh, all of these conversations, but the myths that surround people who have a disability, the talent that is out there, continue to come up time and time again. 50% of Canadians who identify as, as having a disability have gone beyond high school to earn a post-secondary degree, uh, whether it's college, university, or apprenticeship. And they are ready and willing to enter the workforce and, and be a talented contributors in their local economy. However, myths and misconceptions about their capability, their competencies and their skills continue to keep them away from um, being part of the labor force. Why is it still happening? Why is that stigma still here? I think it's lack of awareness. You know, really, truly, it comes back to that. Uh, concept of uh, becoming more aware of what disability is and is not, um, about really understanding the diversity within disability. I think that for a, a number of people, we still go back to the concept of a ramp when we talk about uh, disability, where in reality, a large number of people who identify as having a disability have what we would call an invisible disability. And there's also uh, within that diversity of disability, um, People who come into disability for a period of time 
and then are not impacted by a disability. And that's what we would call episodic disabilities. Uh, examples are, you know, multiple sclerosis. Uh, it impacts your life at different points in, in your journey. And so when we talk to businesses about including people who have a disability, including talent who have a disability, we talk about creating those flexible uh, um, modifications in the workplace that can allow for talent who can quite who are quite capable of doing the work to schedule things around their disability and still provide that contribution to our local economies. And, and we should mention, because I know you've talked about this in the past, uh, this is not like a pity hire. This is not like, oh, the poor, I'll give them something to do. Uh, and this is not like, well, I can check that box. We look, you know, we're hiring, you know, people with disabilities. It makes you a better workplace. It's a more productive workplace. And you've got stats and stats and stats that back that up. Oh, absolutely. You know, we talk about uh, what is stopping, as you said, what's stopping people from hiring more inclusively. And I think it's also not only the awareness of what disability is and is not, but the awareness about what it means for your businesses to be more inclusive. We know that disability inclusive businesses have 30% higher profit margins than companies that do not. Disability inclusive businesses have 28% higher revenue that companies that are not looking into the talent uh, within the disability community. And businesses that are hiring more inclusively have two times the net income of other companies. Not to mention the, the fact that when in your local community a business is identified as having an inclusive workforce, 62% of Canadians will be more likely to do businesses with that company because they know that they have a specific policy or process to support employees who have a disability and are mirroring their local community. Well, let's even talk about that potential market. Uh, the global disability consumer market is about 5 billion people, total disposable income of about $13 trillion. Uh, that's, that's, that's a market that if you're in business, you, you want to tap into. Uh, and the best way to do that, of course, is 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 to become integrated with it. Yeah, and and you know, and we often forget. I, and I, I should maybe I shouldn't make that assumption, but there's also the concept that by hiring more people who have a disability within your local communities, you are now providing opportunity for that person to contribute to your tax um, to become taxpayers. So sure. they are now making that contribution to to our uh, tax. Um, pockets, um, they are also now uh, providing, are provided with disposable income themselves, then they can go now and, and spend in our local communities, driving our local economies. So it is not a charity case. This is a good uh, business case for all of our um, communities to understand how do we in include people who have a disability as contributors that will be paying into our local taxes, that will be spending their money in our local economy, and will be driving uh, a, a disability-inclusive society in general. You mentioned education has to be a key part of this, obviously from a societal standpoint, but within the business community as well. How do you accomplish that? Well, we start with... Bringing awareness, and so that's something that Odin will do. Um, our membership is of about 140 uh, employment service providers who are working to support job seekers who have a disability to enter the workforce. Uh, 
this campaign, the National Disability Employment Awareness Month and DIM, you know, that's an annual campaign that is promoting disability inclusion in the business and the workplace. Uh, each year, we launch this one month of excitement uh, and activities for our our membership, but also for the business community. And in particular, you and I have talked about Light It Up for Endeem. On the third Thursday of October, we encourage businesses to be intentional about reaching out to the disability community by lighting up with uh, purple and blue their offices, by wearing purple. Um, I know here in Hamilton, the Hamilton Disability Employment Network, each den is going to be hosting an event at McMaster Innovation Park on um, Thursday, October the 20th from 1 o'clock p.m. to 5 p.m. And they are inviting the business community. So if you are listening and you're a business operator or a business owner and are looking to connect to jobs, um, to agencies that are supporting job seekers, job seekers who have a disability, come down to McMaster Innovation Park on uh, Thursday, October the 20th, and connect directly with those agencies that are supporting people. Uh, and then, you know, that whole concept of training and awareness, um, whether it's Odin or other organizations that support the disability community, is key to, to get that training so that you understand, as I said, what is disability, what is not, and how do you provide modifications in the workplace that allow people to be successful. And, and as you mentioned, this is a wide-ranging topic. I mean, you know, when you think disability, I mean, some people may have a picture in their mind, but uh, there are hidden disabilities. There are a number of different elements that, that, that fall under this umbrella here. But at the same time, uh, you know, as we talk about somebody who might have a quote-unquote disability, uh, we also have to include their skills in that discussion, don't we? Yeah, you know, we often use the phrase, ask the person. Ask the person who is experiencing disability, what do they need in order to be successful? It's about having really open conversations about accommodations, modifications, about what is essential in a job function, what is not. Um, we tend to use boilerplate job postings that may be uh, outdated, um, that re have requirements that, are, that have nothing to do with the posting. And if you're a person who has encountered barriers, you may be self-excluding um, yourself from applying to that position just because the job posting doesn't match the skills that, that you have and that you that person may quite easily uh, be able to um, do the functions of that job if the modifications were there. And so this is where agencies um, in the network can provide with that support for an employer to really understand how to make their job postings more accessible to the talent that can be found within the disability community. Well, yeah, it opens doors. And, and it also, as you say, gives people an opportunity to do this sort of thing. Uh, businesses, many of them have already done this. I mean, we, we, I know in some cases here, Ingrid, we're speaking to the converted uh, that have done this. Uh, and, and when we start talking about education, uh, public education especially, uh, one of the strongest ways to do that, of course, is to have people that have done this tell their stories. And I, I, I hope that that's one of the th elements that's going on here, that there are people that are going to say, you know what, we did this in our company, and look at what happened. That, that's got to be key, I think, to motivate people. Yeah, at Odin, we have what we call the Business Champion League. This is mm -hmm. a group of uh, business owners, business operators, who have done exactly that 
have understood the importance of including people who have a disability in their businesses because they're mirroring the local economy, the local um, community, because it's a business proposition that is valuable. They have gone through it. They have understood how to provide those modifications so that the job seeker now an employee is successful and are now providing that awareness peer to peer from a business owner to another business owner to help others understand. So yes, you can find many businesses in our local communities who have done um, inclusive hiring, have modified the practices, their hiring practices to ensure that they are accessible and that they're intentionally engaging the disability community and they they are the better persons to provide this message um we often say that a business owner operator understands better the challenges that another business is going through and are much um, more capable to provide that insight and so there is um the business champion league from odin and within our local community i'm sure that we can find others that can also spread that message that hiring more inclusively is a good business proposition and and you know and just to add the message for our campaign for this year's uh, endim campaign is disability is driving the future of work because we if we consider the number of people who are entering into disability you know the um Conference Board of Canada has told us that the number of Canadians who will experience a physical disability, just a physical disability, is going to increase 1.8% each year to about 3.6 million by the year 2030. That is just physical disability. It doesn't take into consideration invisible disabilities. So we know that more Canadians, as they age, uh, as we go through the, the process of aging, we are more likely to enter that demographic and so disability truly is driving the future of work. This of course is October this is the month uh, for uh, the awareness of that but uh, as I say we're going to follow the story and continue I think Ingrid to talk about some of the great successes here and the advantages thereof and it's important to, to get it out there isn't it to make people uh, aware of this but get them talking about it at the same time. Yeah, uh, and thanks thanks for continuing the conversation. Yeah, you know, uh, again, you know, when we talk about NDEAM and when we talk about the campaign, we're focusing on the many ways that disability-inclusive hiring um, benefits everybody. It changes the employees' lives and helps them succeed in our workplaces, in our local communities. It enables businesses to fill those positions that they are having a really hard time fulfilling, uh, filling out. Um, it allows us for increased productivity, employee engagement, profitability. It drives culture change within the business and within our local communities. And it really strengthens the brand, the reputation of a business that sees themselves as mirroring their communities, but their communities also really engaging with that business because disability impacts a large number of the Canadian population. Um, 53% of Canadians have an attachment, emotional attachment to disability, and therefore, it, yes, it is a business value proposition, but it's also in our local community something that impacts a lot of us. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.